welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, I'm Blake Lindsay and I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. We hope that you are having a better than good day as Mr. Ziggler likes to say. Today we have chosen a clip of Zig sharing with us one of his favorite stories about two of his favorite subjects. If you've heard Zig Ziglar before, you probably already know. His son, Tom, and golf are two subjects he loves to talk about with passion. Let's listen in. I love to play golf. Uh, most everybody who knows me uh, knows that I really do love the game. And in little modesty, I'll admit I'm pretty good at it. I shot my age here about four months ago. That's pretty good golf. It's even better than it sounds, though. It didn't take me but 15 holes to do it. I mean, you know, there, there, there are a lot of people, uh, you know, take them 18 holes to do that. But like I told a group I was playing with, I said, man, I can play better than this. I just never have. Well, anyhow, uh, I love the game of golf. When I get out there, I like to tee that little fella up so I can get at his snow and rear back and hit that sucker. Boom! And then if I can find it, I go hit it again. Well, anyhow. <laughs> A number of years ago, I took an interest in the game, and uh, I'd been traveling a whole lot. I didn't want to come home and kiss my wife and son goodbye. That wouldn't have been right. So I came up with a brilliant idea, if I do say so myself. Bought my wife and my son a set of golf clubs, and everybody was excited about it except my wife and my son. Uh, but they went along with me uh, for about three games in the redhead. You know, when I talk about my wife, I always call her the redhead. She's a decided redhead. I mean, one day she just decided. Well, anyhow, uh, when I'm talking to her, it's Sugar Baby, and her name is Jean. Uh, uh, she went along with us for about three games, and then she said, Honey, said, I just don't like to play golf. It's too hot, or it's too cold, or too wet, or too dry, or too something. But she said, You need to be with your son, and uh, you enjoy being with him. Y'all just keep on playing. Well, there went golf buddy number one. End of the uh, summer, my boy said, Dad, said, I don't hardly know how to tell you this. Because I know how much you love to play golf, and I know how much you love to be with me. And, Dad, I love to be with you, too. But, but Dad, I just don't like golf. He said, now, I'll, I'll wrestle with you. I'll go fishing with you. I'll play football with you. I'll do all of those things, but no more golf. And there went golf buddy number two. Well, for the next couple of years, there was not much golf in my life. Then one night, uh, we'd been out to dinner. We were riding down North Central Expressway. We passed the old Dow Ritz driving range, and Dallas natives will know where I'm talking about now. It's nothing but big buildings over there. And as we rode past, my son said, Dad said, let's stop and hit a few. Well, my son is a smooth talker. So we stopped and hit a few. And as we were hitting him, he said, Dad, let me borrow one of your woods. So I handed him my four wood, and, and he reared back, and he busted that sucker down the fairway about 40 yards, and he further than he'd ever hit one before. When he turned around, a smile on his face clearly said, Ziegler, you got yourself a golfing buddy now. I'm telling you, second most beautiful smile I had ever seen on that boy's face. Most beautiful one came two days later. We were at the country club playing. We were on one of the par fours. My boy took that four wood and again he busted that sucker right down the middle. Had a little draw on it. Hit the ground running like a scared rabbit. Perfect position. When we got down there, uh, he took out the five iron and uh, went for the green. And just like you see him do it on television, I mean, he smooth stroked that sucker. It took off, landed on the green as soft as a butterfly with sore feet. I mean, it was neat. He's about 40 feet from the cup. He's hunting his bird. 
Now, if you're not a golfer, that means that if he sinks the putt, he's one under par. If you don't know what that means, it means he done good. So uh, I helped him line up, showed him about how hard to hit it, and just like it had eyes, that ball went straight for that cup and dropped in. And when it fell in, that boy jumped up straight up in there about three and a half feet and beat me to the ground by five seconds. I mean, you, you're talking about excitement. There was much excitement. I grabbed my boy, I hugged him. You know, we did a victory dance there for a couple of minutes. Then I realized that uh, I had a problem. See, I was on the green in two also. I was only about eight or ten feet from the cup. I was hunting my bird. Now, if I missed the putt, I knew he would figure I'd done it on purpose so he could win. That would have given him a cheap victory, which is quite a loss. So I determined I was going to do the very best I could, and my best always includes a little providential help which incidentally I'm convinced is absolutely legitimate even on the golf course. <laughs> Maybe especially on the golf course. Well, I lined it up, stroked it as well as I know how to stroke a putt, and just like it had eyes, it dove in the bottom of that cup. Before I reached down to pick it up, I looked at my son and I said, Now tell me the truth, Tom. Were you pulling for dead? My boy looked at me and very quietly, but very firmly, looked me right in the eye and said, Dad, I always pull for you. That's love. That's pure love. It's what we need more, not only in Dallas, Texas, and Butte, Montana, and San Diego, California, and Orlando, Florida, but we need it in every home, in every business, in every corporation. It's needed all over the world. We especially need it in the world of selling. Not that we're any worse because in my judgment, my experience tells me that in every area, the professional salesperson is head and shoulders above others, except the ministry. I've often said that our value should be higher than anybody's because we are trained to persuade. And the con artist can persuade people to take action that is not in the best interest of that person. So if you have the right attitude and the right spirit and you're convinced of what you're doing and believe in the product, goods, or services that you're selling uh, and you're down to the, what we call the short rows in selling, it's now either you know, fish or cut bait, as we would say down home. The prospect has now got to make a decision. You've told your story. You've represented yourself honestly and fairly with great enthusiasm and professionalism. And when you ask for the order, if your conviction is strong enough and you really have love involved in your life, you will be pulling for that person to buy for their benefit. That's pure love. That's what it's all about. You, you see, people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. And when you're pulling them to buy, you're pulling for them to buy because you know they will win when they buy. And we communicate with our feelings and our beliefs. They pick up on uh, your sincerity. Let me say it again. The minute you start to pull for them to buy for their benefit, at that moment, you become more professional, more effective, more loving, and you'll sell more. And you'll be able to go back and sell them again and again and again. And they'll be more than happy to send you to their friends and relatives. So when you put all of it together, you come to this absolute conclusion that the heart of your sales career is honesty. 
That E is ego and empathy. That A is attitude towards you, your prospects, and your profession. That R means you've built that physical, mental, and spiritual reserve. And T means it's tough because love is the toughest thing in all. Pull for the customer to buy because that makes them the big winner. Because if you do, I will see you. And yes, I really do mean you, not just at the top. Hey, I'm going to see you over the top. Thank you, and God bless you for being here. Thank you. Let's reflect on the acronym Zig uses. Heart to describe a professional salesperson. Do you have heart, honesty, empathy, attitude, reserve, and toughness on yourself? You can go much further in life than you thought you could many times because someone else thought you could. Zig is telling you that you can have the things in life you want. You can become the person you long to be to have the things you want to have and do the things you want to do. But you must first examine your heart and make sure your motives are right. Do some self-examination this week. I am so excited about a way that you can truly live your life to the fullest. It's our newest product called the Ziggler Vault. I'll take just a minute to tell you what's up on the web. The Vault includes all of Zig's best audio and video materials. It's for you to access wherever and whenever you want to for a monthly subscription of $14.97. You can listen and watch whatever topic you want to learn more about, as well as download your favorites. Weekly, we are adding new information and new speakers. You're certainly welcome to call me for more information, 972-383-3268. You can also find some good help at ZigglerVault.com. I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.